We welcome you back to the last episode of Atimis Docs Podcast, where we tell you it's okay not to be okay. I am your host, Adrian Manos. And I am Alessandro Barros. And we are back for yes. another episode of Atimis Docs Podcast. Last week, we talked about the importance of physical health as well as some advices and tips from our guest speaker, Sir Ramonito Daidai Jr. Alessandra, can you give mm-hmm. us a review of last week's podcast? Gladly. In the previous episode, we addressed the meaning and importance of physical health as people may have misconceptions regarding this subject. We also answered questions from the students in the Curious Cat and Google Forms in which we will also be doing at the end of today's podcast. That's right. If you have yeah. any questions that you want to be answered, don't hesitate to ask us through the Curious Cat or Google Forms. In last week's episode, we talked about physical health and its importance. Physical health is essential to our mental health since it is one of the factors that could affect our well-being. Being physically healthy is more than just exercising. It includes having a balanced diet and enough rest. Exactly. But Adrian, mm-hmm. hmm, staying at home and doing the same thing could be boring sometimes, right? Mm, yes, that yeah. could be true. However, since we're in the middle of a pandemic, we are asked to cater to adjustments. We have classes in an online setup now, so we don't see our friends often. We cannot go to other places as well. That is right. Engagements aren't how they used to be. I even heard that people find it difficult to create friendships when the online classes started. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. However, it is easier to meet a lot of people online. Nevertheless, people are seeking the discovery of a more authentic relationship. So even when they are not alone, people can feel lonely because they do not always feel connected or welcomed. Yes, but for you, Adrian... Is it concerning if someone is alone all the time? Well, not really. Mm-hmm. Alone and loneliness are two different things. Being alone might be a preference and it can bring good effects. You can have time for self-reflection and think about a lot of things. Loneliness, on the other hand, is when being alone is not a choice. This might be concerning in some areas. Indeed, and that is why in today's episode of Add to This Talks podcast, we will talk about social health. Adrian and I will be joined today by Sir John Vincent Gomez, the Humes and TVL Associate Guidance Counselor. Hello, Sir John! How are you doing today, Paul? Hello, Adrian. Hello, Alessandra. Yes, I'm quite excited today and also a bit nervous because I'm really not so used with this kind of stuff. And speaking before a crowd usually get, makes me anxious. But then again, uh, all for the greater glory of God and for us to be able to help our students. I'm mm-hmm. quite ready. Naman po. Amen. Yeah. So, Sir John, would you like to say something to everyone listening? Um, yeah, well, I hope that they'd be able to learn something from this. This is actually a good platform for us to reach them. And um, seeing as how uh, this is really about social health, and it's quite important and relevant now. So I really am hopeful that they will learn a lot from this. I think mm-hmm. that would be all. All right. Thank you for that, Sir John. And sure. now, moving on to our Q&A portion. 
First question. Social media can be too tiring sometimes. Are there other ways to be socially healthy? Well, uh, considering the arrangement now, we've been like trapped in this online setup for like a year and a half already. And looking at that uh, length of time, yes, it can be exhausting and tiring. But um, we are locked up at our homes with our families who are also people as well. So this is like a good chance for us to interact with them rather than friends. I believe for adolescents, uh, the uh, the more meaningful relationships are really with friends and classmates, in which at this time we were quite limited from. So there are some cases of of students and young kids who were able to learn more about their family's dynamics because they've been trapped as, at home altogether with this uh, with this pandemic. So I think that uh, in order for us to be socially healthy. Uh, we can like uh, relink ourselves with our siblings, with our parents, and seeing as how a family is like the nuclear uh, concept of society, it's the basic unit of society, that makes it like a very powerful connection. So if we have that sense of, of uh, comfortability having uh, to be around them, Who's to say that you will be more comfortable uh, outside of them? No? So I think it's very important to actually go through that connection with family and use this as an opportunity to learn more about ourselves and our families. Yeah, so actually in this time of pandemic, that is actually a blessing in disguise, diba sir? Because yeah. we are give a, given a chance to know our family more. Yes. Yeah, so. Can I add up to it? Yes, like sir. to add up to it. Like, um, in the face-to-face setup, students spend most of their time at school. Mm. I think that's like seven hours being spent at school. Sometimes even on a Saturday, we come to school to do our extracurricular activities. So that gave us like less time to spend with family because when you come home at, at night, your parents come home and they're too tired because of work. So the interaction there is lessened. And so right now in the pandemic, we have all the time in the world to actually interact with each other. So this is like a good opportunity for us to strengthen that bond as a family. And I believe some families are now actually going for that, like biking together, going to the beach together, especially right now that we're able to go out because I think that COVID restrictions have uh, have minimized because the thankfully the cases are going down. So yeah, ho- uh, we're gearing towards that. So I'm happy that there are some cases of families who are actually doing well with this kind of aspect. Exactly. And now for our second question. Does socializing in social media create a barrier in face-to-face interaction? Well, that's quite of a very uh, complex question to uh, I know because it may in the long run, you know, but it does not have to. This really depends on how we look at it because uh, there are some cases of people who are extremely sociable back then, but because they're now used to the social media arrangement, they have like uh, they feel rather uncomfortable going out and doing the face-to-face interaction, but. Um, because we have been like uh, prolonged in this kind of setup, many of us are quite excited to really go back to va- to face to face. So that excitement alone can really break the barrier soon because you know uh, we're so like we're so 
uh, anticipative of the face-to-face and because of that anticipation i think there would be no barriers in it in fact we may have to like find a way to control our behaviors because you know because of that excitement um, we, we can just imagine what the classroom setup will be when we face each other again physically because you know we've been uh, we've been deprived for so long of social interaction so the energy of of a person to actually interact with others is so going to be uh, high at that point so i don't think there's going to be but then again there's also a different case when people are quite too uh, cautious now with physical interaction i once went to to sm to have my second dosage of vaccine and then that was at the time of the general community quarantine and then i kind of felt like i needed to have a barrier from others because of the fear of contracting the virus that could be one factor so that so that solely depends now on how people will actually uh, present themselves in a physic in a physical environment because of the fear because of of the new adjustments because this is a new normal when you say new normal it's a new way of life which calls for new uh, out uh, outlooks and viewpoints in life so again i go back to that it can be uh, different from person to person all right sir so we can really see that this pandemic and social media combined has really changed the way we socialize no po, sir Yes, I think, yeah, and, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, like, we're so happy. Uh, I'm so happy enough that, that, you know, in such a way, uh, I'm not happy that there's a pandemic, but I'm happy that the internet <laughs> is here. Because I, yes, I, I you remember there's a Spanish flu back then. I, you can just imagine how they handled the quarantine time yeah. with no internet. <laughs> so right <laughs> now, we're like so blessed. <laughs> yeah. We're just feeling so blessed right now that we have internet. And like, yeah. <laughs> I want to I like ang kanilang social manner and nag lessen some increased some some are afraid just like you said poster pero it uh, personally it really gives a smile to my face na there are a, a lot of us that are very excited na bumalik sa face to face yeah and ganun talaga sir i'm just happy na kahit hindi pa natin magagawa yon i'm just mm-hmm. happy na everyone is looking forward towards it I, a lot yeah. of people are yeah sir yeah we're really so, looking forward to it <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir, for our third question. How can one determine an authentic relationship established online? Wow, this is quite uh, a difficult question to answer because uh, even in face-to-face, it's kind of difficult to determine the authenticity of relationships. I don't know if you agree with me, no? So uh, this, I think this depends now on... Um, uh, the length of time wherein the two people are actually communicating and interrelating because relationships are tested through time and through, of course, like the challenges you face being together. So that also includes being exposed with one another. But then again, right now, um, we're limited in the fact that we could not really gather as a group. So there is now a challenge in the relationships. But I always go back to what a friend said to me that uh, what COVID has made us do is to practice physical distancing and not social distancing. So hence, even if we are not physically seeing each other, um, we can still feel each other's presence because of what internet has brought us. It has enabled us to still connect with each other, though physically absent from one another. So um, 
in, in that sense, the authenticity there can be determined by the, the regularity of communication. And, and there is a click there, I believe. Sometimes it's just words that you see in your messenger account, but even without the presence of the emojis, you can really feel that there's something behind it. And that's kind of difficult to achieve for some. But then again, it would be amazing if those two people or everybody, let's say, let's call, let's say in the in the context of Barcada, no? let's say all of you feel that would feel that click. That would be a very wonderful thing for the friendship. So, but then again, um, all you have to do is just to really be yourself, so that you know the authenticity begins with you. If personally you're authentic, then chances are you'd be able to uh, receive that uh, authenticity through the law of reciprocation. And once there's that thing going on, when feelings are reciprocated, then we can really tell that the connection is authentic. Yeah, so reaching out is really important, di ba, sir, when, uh, in this time of pandemic, since not, yes. uh, not, not everyone has the capability to give their time for another person. So since you mentioned, sir, um, physically distance man, so what are your thoughts for those people who believe in, uh, believe in internet love? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, as what Nina would say in her song, that love moves in mysterious ways. That means mm -hmm. that you can still find love in an, in, in a, an internet arrangement. But then again, um, you need to, uh, it needs to uh, go against this, the test of time and, uh, you know, try to really make uh, use that moment of the developing stage to know each other. I think that was one of the lessons in personal development when you talk about stages of love, right? There are stages there. So I think it still uh, has to pass those kind of stages for us to really see if the love is authentic. And then once everything settles, you know, and then um, we are allowed to actually go out, then you can like uh, perhaps go to the next phase and actually see each other and dine out should the circumstances allow us to do it. But then again, for now, we're still limited to internet communication. So uh, I think it still has the same loss of the the kind of love that we are all referring to. Yes. Okay, Ana, mga uban sir, na internet love do ay gawa-gawa namang ng Illuminati because they are really bitter when it comes to internet love. Oh, Pinasakitan okay. naman, yeah. Ah, okay. Well, um, you know, I have like, uh, I have friends, uh, old, uh, no, uh, friends older than me who they call it pen pal back in the day because there's no internet yet. Ah, yes. Yeah. Pen pal, then, yes. Yeah. The OG1. Yeah. The, yeah, the OG1. And then actually their marriage stood time. Right now they're still mm. actively in love with each other for like uh, 20 years. So I again, we go back to the viewpoint of the person involved. No? So I we, think, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Dito talaga tayo makakasabi, sir, sana all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sana all. Sana all talaga. Sana all. I agree with that, no? But then again, you can actually abolish that sana all if you also would like to work hard for it, no? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Relationship takes time and relationship yeah. also needs, like, work in itself. You know? We need to work for it and we need to really... Uh, ensure that there's trust there. Yeah. 
And I think mm. I think you both would agree with that, no? <laughs> yes, sir. I would. I really remember that in my heart, sir. Diko yan kakalimutan. All right. So for the last question, does being alone through preference actually affect one's social health? Okay, I recall. I think what Adrian said earlier that there is a difference between alone, uh, being alone, and loneliness. And I kind of agree that sometimes we have this need to be alone for us to see ourselves. But then again, we also need to be present with others so that we can like benchmark our personality with others. We need the presence of people for us to know who we are as well. So there has to be a bit of balance there. So when you talk about preferential alonement, I think that would mean that you want to be alone at that particular time. And so if we have that need, or if you have that one, you have to give yourself that because I think you owe yourself that. And then if, uh, if um, you also would like to socialize, then that's your preference. So it depends uh, on your mindset, perhaps, because uh, when sometimes when people, there are, there are kinds of people which uh, when they are mad at, at someone, they shut themselves out from everybody because they just really want to be alone. So I think that would be, uh, that's what I call preferential alonement. And I think that is beneficial for us to actually slow down a bit, look into ourselves and reflect, you know? And then um, there's, a, there's another thing that we call loneliness. And loneliness is one thing different because it, it, there's a connotation of sadness there because you're lonely. And so that is where uh, we can say that there's no preference because nobody wants to be sad. Nobody wants to be lonely. But there, but in in movies, you would always say, "I just want to be alone right now. I just want to be alone right now." But you you've never heard somebody saying, "I want to be lonely right now." So so there's a difference there. So I think being alone in prefer through preference can be a good thing too. All right, sir. Pero just a little question, lang po, sir. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, what if you're being alone through preference, like you're saying that I want to be alone, but then uh, at the same time, you're actually sad in the inside still, sir. Ooh. How would that work, sir? Oh, well, that's uh, because there is something, there's, there's a uh, something involved there, like a particular problem. Some people would really go through the alonement phase to actually address the problem. And so uh, you have, you just have to make sure that you follow the process that after you're done thinking about it, because you use that time of alonement to, to look into your life. Okay, but mm. uh, yeah, and a problem requires solution. So there's the there's the the stage of awareness, and and through alonement, you'd be able to get to that awareness. Na ah, may problem pala ako. Ah, ganito pala yon nangyari. So when you use that time to actually look at the, the problem from different angles, then we can say that that moment of alonement was worth it. But if you if you are trapped in that kind of limbo per se, that you just like to think about that problem without having to think of solutions, then that could be the problem already. So you have to, that's when, uh, that's when social interaction comes in because, you know, uh, me as a friend, uh, I, I, uh, I have to share a particular experience because I did had a friend who wanted to be alone because uh, she had a problem. And so I respected that need to be alone, but then it's been 
two months, I think, that she's been alone. And I kind of felt worried about that. And your question actually was her context because she was going through something and she actually uh, thought that she could handle it. So that's where social interaction comes in because, of course, we have to be wary about uh, the people around us. Uh, being alone for too long can also lead to, sad, to, to sadness and loneliness. The transition from aloneness to loneliness cannot be determined by uh, that easily. Right? So we have to be wary about that too. That's what I said earlier, to have that kind of balance, like to be alone at times, then to, to socialize at times, and then give and take, give and take uh, in, uh, in a week perhaps, or maybe in a month. Just make sure to have that kind of balance. And I think that socially you'd be able to do well. Oh, all right, sir. So mm-hmm. it's important that uh, kahit alone tayo, it's important that we're aware and like in the end of that, we grow, sir. That's yeah. The thing, right? Yeah, I, I, I used to watch a TV series back then. I think that was titled Charmed. I don't know if you've watched that, the original mm, Charmed. Yes, sir. Yeah, and there was a line yeah. there like... Um, there was a line there where one of the sisters wanted to go out and then the other sister said, I thought you wanted to be alone. So I've been alone for too long. I think I owe myself some socializing. So that kind mm. of viewpoint could really help. <laughs> where? Yeah, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. yeah. But then again, right now, it's kind of hard to do that because even mm-hmm. if we want to go out, there's the limitations. You know? mm-hmm. Social distancing. Yeah. 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 No, yes, not sir. social distancing. Physical. Physical. Good. Yeah. All right, sir. Okay. Now, moving on to the questions from our dear audience. An anonymous student from the 11th grade asked, How can I communicate better? I had a hard time communicating with others, especially with my family and relatives which resulted in me feeling lonely every time I'm with them. I was growing up living with the fear of being judged by others because I was being myself as well as being defensive of my true feelings. I was often seen as introverted by my family and relatives because I never opened up to them about how I feel. I still care for my family and relatives. I just don't know how to tell them without being doubtful about myself. Okay, so um, read, uh, reading and listening through the question, it seems like this per- person has some sort of uh, uh, problems with uh, understanding himself, the comfortability being un- under his own skin, because I think he mentioned that um, he was being defensive to uh, his true feelings. I think that um, when you go back to your question, how can you communicate better? It's going to be difficult communicating with others if there is like a disruption of that communication internally. Because in order for us to work well on our external relationships, that thing called intrapersonal relationship, your relationship with self should also be at peace. So when you say that this, when this person said that he was being defensive to his true feelings, perhaps there is a need for this person to look into what those true feelings are, to understand that. Because if there's this feeling of being defensive towards that, then that's where the issue is. Why would we be defensive over something that is true, unless we don't want it, unless we don't want to own these feelings? So having a sense of comfortability under your skin by being yourself, if you're okay with that, 
that is like one good stepping stone for us to communicate well with others. So um, not as an advice, but that the thing that we can do here is to actually, this goes for everyone. No? Uh, if there is like a problem with communication, we need to look at ourselves first so that we know our situation in the particular relationship. And then that way uh, we can like uh, find a way to maneuver ourselves through the waters. Because that is that is uh, where I would like to zero in the the true feelings involved in this person. Because there's also this fear of being judged. Maybe it has something to do with these true feelings that this person mentioned. Because there is a, a possibility of judgment. Because these true feelings is something that is intricate and delicate. So I think that's where we should start. We start inward then towards the app. So I think that's it. All right. So uh, in the bottom line, bottom line of that is self-awareness, sir. that you yes. need to communicate with yourself before reaching out to others. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, if you go back into your personal development lessons, we have those uh, relationship management and we have it always begins with self-awareness and self-management. So that is the phase there. And once you're able to manage yourself, that's when we go outward to relationship awareness, then relationship management. So it starts uh, internally, then works its way out externally. Mm, but uh, I have a question, sir, for you, sir. Uh, uh, um, parents, but any, sir, can be also one uh, reason why that child is not capable of knowing thyself, sir, for you. Um, well, of course, no, the, the parents play a big factor in our personal development because the moment we were born, they were like our first social uh, people that we are uh, connected to. So the family dynamics also has like uh, something to do with that. And then uh, maybe that's also the problem there because it's not clear in the question if it's the family who's been judging this person. So that's where the that's where the conflict comes in. So um, this is like uh, in the case of people who are hiding something and they're not are they afraid. This is just a random example. Okay, yeah. uh, this is just a random example of people who are struggling to come out because they're afraid of their parents that they might not be accepted, let's say, because of gender. But there are some cases of people who are not comfortable coming out because they're still not yet even sure about who they really are. So we need to be, we need to have that certainty first on what we really are, because if we present ourselves as we're still conflicted with that, and then we let people come in, and so we have no firm judgment with our feelings because what's coming in is the feelings from others. So we need to start, that's what I said, start in, uh, in internally and then work your way out. You know, I think that would be a good thing. But of course, I, uh, in the other way around, uh, um, our parents are always there to listen to us. Mm -hmm. Yes, they might then say like, no, don't do that. Yeah, that's normal. That's what normal yeah. and loving parents do. Mm -hmm. So that's their way of love and protection. And so that's why there's a bit of hesitation from us because we tend to be too choosy with what they yeah. would with, with what we want to hear from them. Let's say, for example, we have this particular problem. We have an ultimatum in our mind that this is what they have to say. Otherwise, we feel bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh -uh. 
So grabe, no, it's a very complex thing. Social mm-hmm. uh, social health can be a complex thing because it has a lot of factors involved in it. Exactly. Because this my uh, this is a, like a big deal gini siya sa atong mental health. Of course. Yes, yeah. of course. Uh, our social interactions, mm-hmm. how we deal with people has uh, a lot of uh, impact to our thoughts, even to our actions. So it can affect our mental health. Yes, exactly. And uh, now for our final question. An anonymous student from the 12th grade asked, Sometimes I get this feeling that I don't want to interact with other people, even online. But whenever there's an event from school and we are required to participate it, something inside me would like flick the switch and I become talkative and go beyond my comfort zone. I would share things that will or will not embarrass me in the future and be posted on Twitter or any social media platform. And after that fiasco, I would tend to isolate myself and contemplate like, Why did I even say or do that? Or what happened to the introvert me? Don't get me wrong, it's nice to meet new people and there are times where the first impression of me is good. But I just feel like it's pressuring and I have the responsibility to maintain that image so as to not disappoint them. It is tiring really and it causes a huge toll on me and my body too. So, what can you say about this? Oh. Oh, the comfort case. zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this is now where this is a good example of what mm-hmm. I said before. With you talk about the balance of alonement and socializing, and uh, in this particular context, uh, there's a balance there because uh, whenever um, there's an activity and the situation calls for this person to socialize, uh, this person will. But then again, at the end of the day. He would then tend to like look back into the experience and try to question himself with regards to what words he said, what actions he did. There's a great deal of self-consciousness, uh, I think. Maybe this person is too conscious. And then um, again, the comfortability of being in under one's skin. Um, uh, sometimes if we're not comfortable with, with who we are, we're still not yet aware of who we actually are, we tend to be fearful of what we did, what we are doing or what we are saying. And especially right now in this um, particular generation, I've come to hear of this from a particular student and I'm not so uh, familiar with the term, but there's this thing called cancel culture. I think that's yeah, what you call it, culture, right? Yes. yes. And so I, uh, so I asked this student, what's cancel culture? And then blah, 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 blah. And so it's actually it's very, yeah, kind of toxic and it's very... Uh, scary, no? If yeah. if the possibility happens to us, so yeah. that there's a lot of things involved now, which causes uh, particular adolescents to be very conscious with what they say, do. But then again, it's that consciousness that also helps them learn more about themselves. So for as long as this consciousness is under manageable levels, I think that that is. Uh, a good way to practice self-awareness because you're constantly like looking back into what you've said to ensure that everything goes well. But if it goes to a point when it becomes quite uncontrollable and it gets the deal of you, the, the it gets like a toll on you as what he mentioned here, then that can be a, a problem now. 
that could be that could be very stressful and once there is stress you know where it leads so um then again um i believe that you know uh, when you talk about cancel culture yeah. uh, I, i i actually when i found out about it and then i got to think about it what if makancel ako but then again i realized <laughs> na, i don't think yeah i don't think families will ever cancel us yes yeah so then again we go back to what i said earlier that to strengthen family bonds because if there's anybody who will truly love you holistically and without uh, hesitation it is family it is your family so for as long as you have that that is a good battery of support for you then of course uh, keep your uh, keep down number your friends to a minimum you know yes, yeah the real so yeah yeah the real ones because mm-hmm. uh, um, they might you know of course they will have a side of your story but i don't think they will cancel you if you ever do something wrong and so that because you know uh, the the road to being comfortable with self is quite disrupted because of of a lot of uh, what social media can do to us yeah just a simple tweet and then anybody can hate you and so <laughs> that reality sinks in and that is why we're too conscious now yes exactly i think that all right be- <laughs> so yun nakita ko yung para sa sinabi mo similar to what Dom Toretto from Fast and Furious said, you don't turn your back on family. Family. Of course, family is uh, always going to be there for you. Mm. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us today, Sir John. No problem anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you po talaga. And that is all for this week's episode. We hope that you have enjoyed our deep dive into the importance of social health as well as listening to the responses from our dear audience. Yes, and if you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your family and friends, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To replay our previous episodes, follow our Spotify, Atenis Talks, Atenis Toria, Atenista, and the Xavier University Senior High Student Government Facebook page. And that would be the end of Atenis Talks Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to our episodes. It was indeed fun while it lasted. We hope to see you more in the future. And always do remember, it is okay not to be okay. This is Adrian Manos. And this is Alessandro Barros. Signing off from Athenese Talks Podcast.